Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today for this episode of the Loveland Libcast is Teddy, our outreach librarian here at the Loveland Public Library. Teddy, thank you for joining the Loveland Libcast. Thanks, Daniel. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Super excited. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. What do you have for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad that you're ready to go. So you're jumping on today. We're going to tell people about outreach and homebound services because that's what you run here at the library. But before we get into that, we're going to get to know you a little bit. So your current job here at the Loveland Public Library is the outreach librarian. And what exactly does that entail for folks who may not know? Sure. So my job as the outreach librarian means that I get to connect with the underserved patrons in the community. And the goal is really to have these folks visit the library more often or have our services come to them. Typically for outreach, like in the past, I've reached out to different organizations in Loveland like Heart and Soul, where we worked with them to put on the Dia de los Muertos celebration back in October. Coming up, I'll be working with an actor by the name of Michael Anthony Tatman, who's out of Fort Collins right now. And we're going to try to put together a virtual performance or series of performances for virtual Black History Month coming up in February. Last night, I worked with Claudette in the children's department of the library. She also does, in addition to being a librarian for the Spanish-speaking community, she also puts together programming and does outreach as well. And last night we had our first community conversation in Spanish to kind of get a feel for what's going on in the Spanish-speaking community in Loveland. And we have done community conversations before, but only in English. And this is just our effort to kind of get the pulse on what's going on. Yeah, outreach reach kind of what it sounds like just in terms of getting out there and making the library more available to different populations in the community and people who may not be aware of our services or could really use some of our services and we work together for Dia de los Muertos and if anyone hasn't jumped on our YouTube channel you should because there we recorded performances we we had a lot of fun fun doing that stuff and, and trying to do something kind of hybrid but but people listening can can go on our YouTube channel and see those performances right now. So that's that's kind of something fun about the way we approached it this time around is if you missed it, you can still go on there and, and see some the the Aztec dancers and uh, the talisman trio you can still watch those performances. So, yeah. And then and then I know, too, part of being the outreach librarian is bringing services to people who are homebound. Um, yes. You know, we've got regulars that visit the library practically every day in the building and I like to think that the homebound folks that I deliver to are definitely regulars as well because I regularly bring them stuff that they request and when I'm not doing the library thing as the outreach librarian I'm also a caregiver for my mother-in-law and father-in-law and they certainly appreciate my recommendations either for books movies tv music and stuff so I'm glad to do it because I, I can appreciate what it's like to 
to not be able to physically visit the library or to have health conditions going on in your life that prevent you from coming to the library. So that's the great thing about the homebound program, and I'm glad to do it for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. We librarians get to use our skills and <laughs> in all these different ways, and sometimes they come back into the library for us, even just doing reference for people. You kind of, oh, yeah. you do build up the skill set of how to answer questions or find resources or, or that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm sure they really do appreciate you bringing that skill set to, <laughs> to sure. give them some books and, and things to look at and enjoy. Yeah, and I, I won't hog all the credit. My regulars in the Homebound program, they're also a source for good recommendations, too. They'll let me know what's new and exciting sometimes or what they think I should purchase for them or what I should suggest to other folks, too. So that's another source that I use for recommending items to people. Yeah, and that's kind of like those community conversations where people let us know <laughs> what what they need, what they right. want, uh, what's going to help them out the best. When did you start at the Loveland Public Library, and how did you get into libraries? I started at Loveland Public Library back in 2019 after having worked at Poudre River Public Libraries in circulation. I needed to pick a new career after the military. My career was coming to a close, and I decided on libraries back then because even in the military, in my Marine Corps career as an admin Marine, I found myself always having to consult references there, which we called pubs in the Marine Corps. Does that stand for something? Pu yes, uh, publications. Okay. Uh, Marine, Corps, <laughs> Marine Corps publications. <laughs> so people, would they come to you and like ask questions about things? Then you, were you kind of the, the reference librarian? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> because um, sometimes folks would want to add a dependent or see if they were eligible for being nominated for an award or they wanted to go on orders somewhere or forward deploy even though we at the time in one of my units we were non-deployable they wanted to find a way to still go out and serve overseas and it was kind of our job to dig into the right reference that would give them the authority or the the access to whatever they were looking for. So yeah, pretty much it was like I was a librarian <laughs> in, in the Marine Corps. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's just one of those direct lines that, I mean, I didn't know existed, but yeah, I mean, that yeah. to makes total sense. You'd come out and be like, well, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Finding information for people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, each specialty in the Marine Corps or in the military, I'm sure it's in other branches, it's similar. But each specialty has their own pubs that govern what they're authorized to do or something like that. And it's not just my MOS that allows me to do that. Other MOSs could look up different pubs and figure out answers to questions and stuff. You know, I, I had some Marines in my unit that would come up to me and be like, oh, well, you know, Mar Admin 576 from 2003 says I can do this, you know. Uh, and so we'd verify, and sure enough, you know, sometimes they'd be right. And sometimes, you know, you had Marines outside of NMOS that would know more about your job or other jobs. And it was just kind of a neat experience. Yeah. Yeah. When you got started at Pooter, so was circulation, was that making library cards and helping people check stuff out? Yeah, it's it was the equivalent of what our customer service department here does but yeah i issued library cards i worked the cash register for for any kind of library related transactions from time to time 
folks would come up, even though I was circulation, they'd ask me for recommendations for things or they'd ask me to research things. And I kind of took it upon myself to do that because, I don't know, I guess I would get excited because I was in a library science program. So I, I took it as a test case for for actually doing the job yeah, yeah. that I would be doing in the future. But yeah, yeah, pretty much my job in circulation ran from 2017 to roughly 2019, the summer of 2019. And I actually came to Loveland Public Library by chance because I had applied for a federal internship while I was working at Pooter as part of my requirement to do an internship in my MLS program with University of Kentucky. Well, it turns out while they were doing the background investigation, they came back one day and said, hey, that position is no longer available now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. And and, um, I had preemptively resigned from my position at Pooter thinking, oh, I've got this this cool internship coming up with the government. And... (laughs) And that's not to bash the government or whatever, but, you know, sometimes things happen and, you know, no harm, no foul, I guess. But that's basically what led me to work here at Loveland Public Library because my job didn't exist anymore. Yeah, so that internship (laughs) fell through and then you're looking for another library? Yeah, I was looking since I thought I had the internship. It turns out I did not have the internship. I had resigned. Luckily, I was looking for library-related jobs in the area and saw that there was a spot for an aide at Loveland Public Library as an on-call aide. Applied, did okay in the interview, and yeah, they chose to hire me, and I've been here since 2019. 19. So you were working here as on-call, which here means that you get to work pretty much every desk. And then were you keeping your eye out for full-time librarian work or a specific librarian kind of job? Yeah, I had the pleasure of working here on call uh, since 2019. And that was great because I had a super flexible schedule as long as I gave like advance notice. You know, I could work, I could finish up school, the MLS program for like, you know, being a librarian. I could be a good caregiver for my my in-laws. I had the time to take them to appointments and pick up medicine, cook meals and things like that. So I did that for two years. And then meanwhile, you know, I was looking for full-time positions during that time. And I feel like I got lucky back in August of this year when I finally interviewed for the outreach librarian position in adult services and did well enough that I was offered the position and I've been here since. So I'm pretty new to librarianship. I'm new to outreach. I'm new to homebound. And (laughs) so it's just a a big, it was a big learning curve. It still is. And yeah, I'm I'm learning as I go, but it's really fun. I'm loving the folks in the community that that I serve. And we have a great staff here, uh, super friendly folks. It's, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to continuing. Yeah. And we're certainly thankful and grateful to have you. Outreach is such in an important position. I know the libraries I've worked at have had similar positions as well. So it is something that communities just kind of need. And and those patrons who are maybe underserved sometimes or can't make it to the library, they should be able to use our resources and services too, which leads us to talking more about Homebound. And this is a service that I wanted to talk with you about today because I think this is something that it's good to have more awareness about that we do offer this. So if you would, please, could you just tell us a little 
bit about what homebound is and what kind of folks might be interested in utilizing this? Yeah, absolutely. Homebound is basically our home delivery service where after someone goes through an application process and they've been cleared by me, they can receive books in their homes or in their care facilities if that's where they live. For one reason or another, whether it's a temporary disability or a permanent disability or they're able to receive items, books, DVDs, music. Basically what you would get if you were able to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So they fill out the application and on the application, I kind of run through it with them and they tell me their favorite authors, their favorite genres of music or books, movies, things like that. And I go ahead and check and see if we have the item available in the catalog or in our consortium of partner libraries in the area. And I'll go ahead and order five books for Mrs. Smith at the Wexford, for example, or something like that. And once they're ready, or once I pull them, I schedule a time with the facility for when I can bring those items to Mrs. Smith. So folks are listening to this now, they themselves, or maybe they have a grandparent or a parent or an uncle or someone in their family or someone they know who can't make it to the library for one reason or another, kind of a long-term or this homebound service. It's not meant for just, it would be great if items from the library were delivered to me kind of on demand. This is more something for folks who really can't make it to the library for one reason or another, not just a kind of one-time thing. It's a little bit more than that. Right, right. Folks that want homebound service it's not it's not meant to be like a delivery service like you said there has to be a reason why they need the service and I kind of run there's a vetting process that I go through to make sure that folks aren't just like you said trying to use us as a delivery service you know we're not meant to be USPS or UPS or Amazon or anything like that. This is for folks in need because of medical reasons, because of age, because of inability to get to the library themselves, that they're able to still enjoy what we have to offer here at the library. So that's a really good thing that you brought up that we're not meant to be a delivery service. You know, my predecessors, Dixie had done this job for 20 years. She she kind of let me know right away that that's not what this is for. It's it's for people who who really genuinely truly need or want to still use the library but they have they have no means of getting to the library themselves yeah the services for people with limitations who can't overcome the barrier of of getting to the library right if if you're listening to this podcast and you are interested in knowing more about this or you know someone or you want to share this information with someone in your life or you just know someone who this homebound service would work for and and would help them out or that they would like what is the process for signing up so i receive phone calls or emails from folks who are interested in the homebound program and there is an application but it's i guess it's less of an application and more of a checklist that I fill out while I'm on the phone with folks and I get some basic contact information. I get an emergency contact on the person that wants to receive homebound uh, items from the library. Like I said earlier, I ask them for favorite authors and genres and oh, uh, formatting also. You know, some folks require large print because they've just had cataract surgery or something like that. 
So I'll make sure that I get them large print or even audiobooks if they can't enjoy reading regular print. So those are some of the things that I look for when I talk to folks and run through the, the checklist with them. And I can, in the show notes for this, in the description, I can put the link to the outreach homebound service on our website, the link to that page. And I can also put in the outreach email and the outreach number. So if folks have questions or they want to apply or they want to know more about applying, they can access those uh, when they look at the show notes awesome. in the yeah, description. Yeah, absolutely. You you kind of touched on this, but for folks who are utilizing Homebound, so they give you kind of a, a list of either authors or genres that they like and those kind of parameters, like if they prefer large print or, or audio. And then do you take that and just start picking picking books for them? Yeah, some folks really give me a lot of leeway with what I bring them and they're happy. <laughs> it seems like they're happy with whatever it is I pick out for them. Some are a little bit more, not picky, but uh, I particular guess, <laughs> particular or discerning and and they they like what they like you know yeah and they they will let me know that <laughs> they will let me know hey no more mysteries by so-and-so or i'm tired of reading history books or i've read all this author's books can you try to find me something similar or something different yeah, so it's kind of fun. It's like I'm a personal librarian for anyone who's homebound, really. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fun because sometimes I, I'm able to just pick something off the top of my head for folks. And a lot of times it's like a, like a puzzle I have to solve to, or like a, a task that I'm trying to really get done that's gnawing away at me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it's really fun picking things out for folks. And it's probably really gratifying when you nail it when it's like you pick some stuff and they're like oh that was great like yeah yeah and I, I feel like as of late maybe I'm in in the groove now or something like that but lately it seems that way people have been super happy with things I'll admit that when I first started doing this you know I kind of strictly went by what was on the checklist that people used to apply and if someone said they wanted two mysteries by a certain author I went ahead and just got them two mysteries that they hadn't read and folks would let me know hey um can you give me some variety can you give me different authors or different types of stories i've gotten notes from folks that have said things like those stories you got me last time were were some real bummers you know can, <laughs> can you give me some some like mix it up can you give me some uplifting ones too and that was when i really started trying to figure out like well let me find something that doesn't sound the same as what they this person has been reading and actually try to give them what they're asking for rather than just kind of, all right, check, check. Yeah, yeah. No, there is, I'm sure, as much art as there is science to it. And that's that's something where your main predecessor, uh, Dixie, who had been doing this for years and years, she had built up a lot of knowledge and that's something I'm going to share a, a little secret about librarians is that we don't all read everything <laughs> and we aren't all familiar with every author, even though we work at a library. So we read what we like to read and we hear about authors and stories, but we're still limited by what, what we ourselves consume in terms of books. So when you get out in genres or series or things that you're not familiar with, it does become tricky to, <laughs> to know where to move from that. So I'm sure it is 
is just, you know, you learn as you go and probably have some hot streaks where it seems like everyone's <laughs> liking it. And then maybe some where it's just like, oh, well, this isn't for me, but that's, that's just kind of how <laughs> any, suggesting any kind of media goes, especially if you, if you haven't read them all yourself. And even then people have different preferences and yeah. So I could see that that's, <laughs> that is kind of fun. And you probably do just like, you just need the experience to know like, Oh, a lot of people seem to, to like this. I can sure. give where the crawdads sing to any person. And it seems like <laughs> they're interested in it. <laughs> yeah. That was popular for a while, actually. Yeah. That's, that's funny you mentioned that, but um, yeah, you're right about that. Like I would love to read what I read and I would love to read like all the new bestsellers that come out and everything but you're, you're right we're only human and we can't keep up with like as, as many books that are being published today and stuff so yeah folks definitely don't realize that being a librarian doesn't mean that you get to read all day um, it means that you're especially in a public library you're working with the public and filling a need or answering questions or finding information but it's certainly not like oh yeah we get to kick back and read whatever we want all day or, or anything like that. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with Homebound so far and check the description or show notes for this episode if you want to learn more about Homebound or see what the application process is that's on the webpage or reach out to Teddy if this seems like a service that would work for you or if you know someone. And speaking of what librarians read, <laughs> what have you been enjoying lately? Either a movie or a TV series or, or any books that you're reading? Yeah, so actually, I'm not reading a ton right now because I just I don't know. I get home and I'm I'm pretty <laughs> pretty tired. I guess. <laughs> um, what I am reading though is when I do have the time or the the energy is a book called Antes de Ser Libres, which translates to Before We Were Free, and it's a book about 1960s Dominican Republic under their dictator and a family's experience with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm basically reading that to kind of keep up my Spanish. And right, So you're reading it in Spanish? Uh, yeah, I'm reading it in Spanish. Okay. I'm trying to just hold on to the Spanish I have and just learn some new vocabulary and, and stuff. And who is the, the author of that one? Oh, the author of that is Julia Alvarez. And then speaking of Spanish stuff too, I just finished listening to the Duolingo podcast. They did something different a while back where they released a series of episodes dedicated to just one topic. You know, usually they have a new topic every week. Well, this one was really good. It was about the great Argentine heist that occurred back in 2006 in Argentina, where I think it was a group of five men worked together to steal about 20 million in cash, personal valuables, jewelry from safe deposit boxes in a bank in Argentina. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. from Duolingo? Yeah. Is du that podcast? Yeah, wow, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, they worked together under the the mastermind he's a man from a well-to-do family in argentina he decides he wants to have folks rob the bank because it was during the um financial crisis and he felt like he needed to it was kind of like a robin hood thing like they wanted to steal from the bank and give back to the people and he made a point of not wanting to to have done this with weapons or violence or anything like that. It's just interesting because the intent is to be like a Robin Hood type of um, team, yet 
they're still like impacting negatively like people that have saved all their lives or you know uh i think they talk about once they had the trial it came to light that they they stole from one of these safe deposit boxes and it was savings so that someone could pay for like cancer treatment or something like that (laughs) anyway super interesting stuff and i encourage folks who um are wanting to brush up on their spanish or learn spanish to to check out the duolingo series it's for intermediate level spanish but there are other things out there too that are for either beginners or even advanced speakers as well. So it's in Spanish as well? It's in both actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The hosts speak in English while the guests speak in just Spanish. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great though, especially if you're learning Spanish or you have some Spanish experience, but you want to, you know, hear something that's not just teaching you words and stuff. This sounds like a really compelling <laughs> story to hear and, and get better at Spanish or or have more Spanish in your Definitely. life. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I, you know, I, I'll play it on my way to work or on my way back from work. And it's, some of them are super interesting, super fun. What else? Oh, I just finished up the third season of The Sinner on, it's a USA TV show with Bill Pullman and Matt Bomer. I think he was in, Matt Bomer was in Suits or something. Bill Pullman did like space balls back, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Independence <laughs> Day, of course. Independence Day, thank you. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. other stuff that he's done. Sure, yeah. Not just space balls. But... <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard and to top balls, that. And space balls is a classic too. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, The Sinner, The Sinner's a really interesting show. It's more, like the psychological aspect of why people are committing crimes in in this one town of Dorchester, New York. It's a made-up town, but yeah, Jessica Biel was the co-star in the first season, and now she's the producer of all of these seasons so far. But yeah, the first season was really, just really interesting. You know, she you, it starts with the murder, and you're just kind of left wondering, well, why did it seem like she just committed this this crime in cold blood out of nowhere and then you find out the story over the course of like the six to eight episodes that that uh the series puts out there but yeah first season was great second season was was good third season was was great as well i believe the the next season's coming up here pretty soon too and it'll be the last season but yeah so we do have the sinner both season one and two in our collection so come on come come on down (laughs) check it out i i I recommend it yeah they're they're great awesome well thank you for that and i'll uh i'll link those uh, in the show notes as well if people want to check that stuff out we are definitely we'll have you back on the show because we also need to talk some columbo since (laughs) we have both been watching that for some reason recently (laughs) that's yeah that's another great show too uh definitely yeah Uh, i'm looking forward to that (laughs) and uh thank you all for listening to another episode of the loveland libcast and thank you teddy for joining this episode today thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah you're welcome and uh, i'll definitely have you back and Thanks, everybody out there for listening, and I will talk to you all later. Bye. I don't know why I waved. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.com. Dot org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E 
at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.